Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Profane Argument Podcast, a.k.a. the Soaring Eagles of Freedom Podcast. For Tuesday, September 18th, 2018, my name is Ray, and along with me are... I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. On this podcast, we talk about news and politics and give our opinions from a secular point of view. If you would like to join in on the conversation, you can go to facebook.com slash profanearg and post your thoughts or a link to an article you'd like for us to discuss. And, as of now, we are on Patreon. Whoa! So if you would like to support the podcast, what? You, you can go to patreon.com slash profanearg or go to our homepage, profaneargument.com, and click the Patreon link. And you can sign up. There's a $5 per month tier, or you can create your own custom pledge. It's a monthly pledge that would be uh, the first of every month. So sign up, support the podcast if you can afford it. We'd appreciate it. And what do they get for this $5, Ray? Well, I don't know yet. Oh. <laughs> I guess this part's getting cut out. <laughs> we, we, we get to stay on the air. We have creation costs, and currently they're out of pocket, so... So I'm looking into, there's some sort of link to Discord, which is what we use to record. Uh, there's some sort of link that you can grant people access to maybe listen live. I don't know where that would go, but maybe we'll do something like that here in the future. Mm. I'll have to test it out. Can we do a Reddit AMA? <laughs> maybe. <laughs> sure. Maybe. That would be cool. Uh, so this week on the show, we will be talking about, I, I want to mention Stormy's new book. Uh, and Kavanaugh's confirmation is possibly in limbo. But first, I want to talk about a lunch that I had last week. And I, I'll have to be a little careful because he knows about the podcast and may be listening. Don't dox him. It was him. a coworker. What's that? Don't dox him. Yeah. So there was a coworker who I know to be religious uh, who had seen the profane argument business card that I had made up and sitting on my desk and he, he checked it out and he was like, oh, he's supporting some sort of podcast and then brought it up and heard my voice and went, oh, he's doing more than supporting it. <laughs> so he said that he had a lot of questions because he had never had a conversation with someone who was an atheist previously. So he had a whole bunch of questions and wanted to go out to lunch at some point in time. And several months later, which ended up being this last week, uh, we went out to lunch. Now, and uh, I, I would say he's probably had many, many conversations with atheists. He just doesn't know it. Yeah, sure. He never knew to ask the question. Right. I think I think he meant conversations about atheism. Sure. Yes. So I will qualify this by saying he asked most of the questions. I did not ask him many, but some things came to light. Uh, so he asked me about, you know, how I think the human eye came to be if you don't believe in God. You know, <laughs> that, that standard go-to for our religious people. Did he bring up the banana? He did not bring up the banana. I did not bring it up either. But so I went through an explanation of here's how evolution the, works. Specifically the human eye or? Yes. Oh, you haven't heard that argument, Ian, about the human eye? No. Oh. Oh. Is it is it superior to other animals' eyes? They don't no. consider other eyes is the problem. They say they think that the human eye appeared out of nowhere and it's so perfect in its execution that how could that possibly be? Yeah, without... it's, it's if there is a pile of primordial soup and sun shining on it, how do you get the human eye from that? Right. Was basically the question. And I would refer you to episode two of <laughs> Cosmos with Neil deGrasse Tyson, where he explains how eyes were formed. <laughs> I mean, you, you can see the evolution in the eye in current creatures. You know, jellyfish sure. have a rudimentary brightness 
cells. It's just a cluster of cells that can sense light and dark. And you can see the complete evolution of the eye in creatures that exist today in your local zoo and or aquarium. Or Ian's argument. Why didn't we get the best eyes? Yeah, that too. <laughs> I mean, yeah. our eyes are not so good. We're kind of middle of the road as far as eyes go. <laughs> yeah, which actually kind of fits us. We're kind of middle of the road creatures as well. We're omnivores. We don't need to have great vision, but we need to have a little bit of dark. It's all middle of the road. I don't know that we're middle of the road creatures. Let's slow it down there a little bit. <laughs> well, except for the brains. I mean, back right. To, except for our brains, we are omnivores. We eat a lot of things. We are both food and we hunt. So exceptionally well. <laughs> well, when you take sure. the brain thing out of the equation, when everything was even, Ian. Right. We weren't top of the food chain. <laughs> right. right. I know, but I'm, I'm saying <laughs> we've we've made our way there. We have we we have made our we have so made our way there that we took an apex predator and made it fetch our slippers for fun. <laughs> <laughs> I would agree, but our eyes haven't changed in that evolution of our society. Right, right. Evolutionary there there are definitely some flaws. Again, to direct you to um <laughs> I believe it was uh Dr. Neil deGrasse Tyson, who said, if you want if you want to see how flawed we are, we speak, breathe, and eat through the same hole. It's super dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very true. And we have, you know, glaucoma. There are all kinds of diseases. Of, it's a, it's oh, if anything, we're silly. ruining our eyes by right. <laughs> letting these, well, non -pe these people with bad eyesight breed with other people <laughs> with bad eyesight. <laughs> I did my part. We have a uh, we have a combination of sexual reproduction as well as waste disposal in the same place. It's like having a playground in the middle of a sewer. It's just it's just wrong. Now most other animals also have that. I mean, birds take it right. even further. Sure, but... right. I'm just talking from design. But so sure. where this went is. His, his next question was, well, how long does that take? And I'm like, well, it takes hundreds of millions of years to go from a single cell organi organism to the to humankind. Like it takes, the, as you know, as long as it took us to, to get here, minus, you know, a couple hundred thousand years. And yeah, this is where it came out that uh, he doesn't believe the Earth is that old. And I said, oh. well, how exactly old do you think it is? And <laughs> yep, 6,000 years. He's a young Yes! Guy. <laughs> how old is this guy? Oh, I don't know. I, I would... I I am awful at that game. Oh, okay. I, I don't know. But he's in a. So, he's, uh, you wouldn't say he was a young man. No, he's. Okay. I would say he's definitely older than I am. Oh, okay. You would say so. So he's older than thirty, and he's younger than seventy. Uh, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> in the sixty range ish. Probably in the fifties. I, I. You know. But I'm really bad at that game. So. Okay. But yeah, six thousand years old. This is when I tried to inform him that the Babylonians invented tape six thousand years ago, and that we actually have historical records of that. But haven't they he actually, just kind of laughed that off? So haven't we actually found living creatures? I think there are trees or something that yeah. are that old. Trees disprove that. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, if from yeah. From but again, if you can just disprove the aging process in trees, you're just like, I don't know, what does that mean? I don't mean yeah. Well, and the whole thing could be just completely ignored by saying, well, all of that air quotes evidence was put there to, uh, by Satan to deceive you and to make you make your faith not as strong. So it doesn't matter what the argument is. If you're that far down the crazy train, no amount of logic and science and experimentation is going to just Wait, you yes, wait. I was once told by a religious friend when I asked him about dinosaur fossils, he said they were put there to keep scientists busy. Right. <laughs> keep them occupied. So <laughs> I will say this. He listened to everything I had to say. He soaked it in. Whether 
whether it it's you know made any impact i don't know but he he did listen to what i have to say he didn't like argue he, there was no wall it was a back and forth discussion i made reference to how the bible is horrible evidence many times that never went anywhere like i never really got to to go down that path so we I, he and he wants to have a further discussion so he's so, actually curious and reaching out then so he's yes he's doubting i don't think so Maybe I don't think. A, well, if he wasn't doubting, he wouldn't be asking questions, though. It might be, you know, 0.5% of his thought processes are doubting, but it's there. Otherwise, he wouldn't be asking the questions. Well, He's curious. I, so, right. Yeah. I think maybe he was just, he again had never encountered someone who was open about their atheism and went, there has to be an explanation for this. <laughs> and he wanted to see exactly how, how wrong. Ray was, and he was like, oh, thank goodness, I feel better. I thought I was the crazy one. <laughs> did you have heard this guy talking about 6,000-year-old trees? <laughs> did you get any questions about why you, uh, well, how come you just don't go out and kill people? And that kind of stuff. Yeah, the morality thing did come up. That was actually quite a bit of our conversation. Yeah. Mm. And and I'm like, you know, that's kind of a telling question. <laughs> because, you know, what what's the only thing holding you back? Is it the belief in a supreme being that's going to judge you? Well, then doesn't that just make you an asshole? I mean, because if you want to go out and rape and kill people, that's that's on you. That's not on. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, it was an interesting. I did learn something, though, because he asked me, he said, how do you explain the soft tissue that was recently found in dinosaur bones? And I went, the what now? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because I'd never heard of this. Apparently in 2006, I did a little research. In 2006, there were soft cells, soft tissue found in dinosaur bones. And they went, well, surely that was an invasive bacteria. It's not actually from the dinosaur. And after doing a little bit of study, they found, no, it's from the dinosaur. And and they went, whoa, that's messed up. How did that happen? So, um, I don't understand. So you're talking about fossilized soft tissue? It's It somehow avoided being truly fossilized. It's soft tissue found in bones that were from dinosaurs. Hmm. So Me- if I, it took me about, you know, 10 minutes of, of looking on the Internet to find an article that explains how that happened. And it, yeah, it's a rare circumstance of sandstone uh, basically being able to like wick off the external moisture. Yeah, moisture and the idea that there was a high concentration of iron in it, which made it not fossilized in the same way. And it's <clears throat> it's a complex issue and not one that I fully understand yet. But, you know, the scientists went, wow, that really throws off everything that we know. Oh, no, wait, we, we figured it out. We've, okay. we, yeah, we've got it now. <laughs> so, I, again, I think the one thing to remember is when it comes to science, if you want to get popular in the scientific community, disprove something. Sure. Finding finding something new in science is really hard. If you want to be be good at science, do peer review and prove things that we think are true, prove them wrong. So the idea that you don't believe in evolution just I mean it goes in against, you know, 100 years of peer review. If somebody could have proven that evolution is not correct, they would they would win, you know, the Nobel prize. Sure. I mean, they, they, it's competitive even. Yes. The scientific community is very competitive. So if anybody could disprove it, they would have. They do it all the time. They, they tweak each other's theories and theorems yeah. and hypotheses. So so it was an interesting discussion. I had no idea that I was working so closely with a, a young earther. I, I, I look forward to future 
conversations. Let me ask you a quick question. Do you find it hard to argue with somebody when you're already at the point where a lot of your argument is based on the planet being a certain age and his is based on the planet being a certain age? (laughs) And you're almost like, well, what is the point of even talking? Because this point is the one we should be talking about. Mm. Right. I I do see that. And I think that the next conversation will have to more focus on, well, why do you think that evidence supports your belief? Um, what evidence is there that the Earth is only 6,000 years old? I only ask, and I, I, I don't want to relate everything to Donald Trump, but how can you not these days? <laughs> Was I, I tore it up with uh, two friends of mine who were Trump supporters. And when you, once it's established that every fact that I cite is made up hmm. and every fact that they cite is planted by Russia – where do you go? Where yeah. do you go from there? You know, I was like, I'm like, I don't, I can't, every art, you know, they would throw a thousand things at me and I would go, well, that's not true. That's not true. That's not true. You know, and then I would say, here's the truth. It's like, well, that's not true. And I'm like, what are we even arguing about? We can't, that we'll never come to a consensus here. There's no baseline for truth anymore. Yeah. Mm. And on a side yeah, note, a they are dangerous. so driven by fear of brown people. It is ridiculous. <laughs> mm. <laughs> but anyway, I digress. I was trying to find a, a quote that, that was, it's a little long, but Bertrand Russell had a quote that no matter what you're considering, what philosophy or matter that you're thinking of, you have to ask yourself, what are the facts? What is the truth that the facts bear out? And never let yourself be diverted by what you wish to believe or by what you think would be beneficial if it were to be believed. Mm. And I, I mean, that's, so that's the question I always ask. If I see a liberal piece of news and I'm like, yeah, that is awesome. The One of the first things in my head now is, yeah, but is it true? Mm. So you always have to second guess even the stuff that you you think is true. And I mean, I don't see how you can do that and come out on the side of, well, everything Trump says is true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it, it doesn't matter what the arguments are. It doesn't matter what the supposed facts are. If it doesn't forward your agenda and it doesn't meet your expectations you just ignore it or pretend that it doesn't exist but then are we just fucked as a society at this point temporarily yeah yeah i don't think that the majority of people do that that's my i agree that's my current hope (laughs) that (laughs) lets me continue on all right because yeah if no if nobody does that if nobody like verifies things are true yeah, where can you go? You're right. It's you we can't. are we are living in idiocracy at that point, and we at some point we'll, we'll it'll you know come back. I, I have faith in youth, if nothing else. <laughs> well, I hope we're freezing a Wilson brother right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jared, did you see the response from Dustin on Facebook? I don't think I did, which is unsurprised because usually everything profane argument pops up in my my Facebook. Yeah, I don't understand Facebook totally. This was a message to the Facebook. It was a message in Facebook, not to the group. So I'm not really sure who sees that. But in any case, he responded to your uh, rant about grief hawking, saying that people will never forget 9-11 until 40 years after. Uh, He said, look at Pearl Harbor. Nobody really cares unless you were around for it. I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. Well, I think it, it's taken its place in the history of tragedies. I mean, there are lots of things in the past that were, you know, horrific at the time, and they're just now components of history. Correct. And 
they're still horrific, but they don't impact us directly anymore because we didn't know anybody or we didn't know somebody that knew somebody kind of thing. Right. I don't know if it's a set amount of time, but I, I think to his point, I, I agree with him. As soon as the people who were able to be directly impacted by it are no longer with us, mm. people will have, you know, obviously will be part of history, but people will have genuinely forgotten. Well, you, you can see it currently in our time. If you yes. ask, if you ask our parents, where were you when JFK was killed? Right. They, they all can tell you. It was yes. a, a pivotal moment in their lives. Correct. For us, it has no meaning yeah. for us. Exactly. exactly. And I, I suspect this will be the same way. I can yeah. I can tell you, you know, what I was doing when the Challenger exploded. Yep. Uh, but my son will be like, what's, <laughs> what are you talking about? That wasn't <laughs> even a thing. But I would say that what I've seen... For most people, and I would say, obviously, when Pearl Harbor Day rolls around, I don't see as much as I see as 9-11, but the real special ones, the real hardcore ones, will put something up about Pearl Harbor and some kind of candle and some memoriam and, and blah, blah, yeah. blah. Same thing when Veterans Day rolls around. You know, they're all lying in the weeds waiting for these days to go around to show <laughs> how how much these things mean to them, I guess. Mm. you know, but To show how pa- patriotic they are? Yeah. But the numbers dwindle over time, and it takes a long time. But yeah, I mean, the number for D-Day and for all the other days in Pearl Harbor, they are still celebrated. Well, not celebrated, but they're they're still remembered. But it's not it's not a national holiday. Well, neither is Patriots Day, is it? You don't get off it of is, work for it, right? You don't get off work, and I think that's probably intentional. They don't want to make it a permanent scar. They want it to let it fade. Well, I, mainly I was just saying, I, I feel like there's people who kind of like relish in it. They love it. Now, mm. Not only this, they will go to funerals of people that they barely knew. I have a friend like this. He will go to funerals of like parents of friends who a friend he didn't really, it was like an acquaintance with and never met the parents. Mm. Or someone's in the hospital. Oh, God, I got to go. You know, they just like <laughs> surrounding themselves with that shit. Well, there are also people that you know, go to graduation cer- ceremonies, even though they don't know anybody, anybody that's graduating. There are people that just like That's fucking to- weird. Why would anybody do that? <laughs> I, d- I know. It is weird. But there are people that do this. For the ones that they can get into, they'll go watch people graduate from high school. It's odd. What do you get out of that? You get to be in the company of people in a an emotionally uplifting event. Some people, you know, are addicted to the emotionally uplifting mass event. Some people are addicted to the emotionally upheaval event of a funeral. It just people are weird. Mm, I guess so. But sometimes <laughs> I get the feeling like they do it to say, like, why aren't you doing it? See how great I am? <laughs> and you, I'm sure that that applies to some people. Probably yeah. not all in this case, but don't you, you have care? The who, I remember yeah. one Veterans Day, I, a friend of mine threatened to kill me. Because I threw some facts in his direction. <laughs> Can you guess well, which one? <laughs> I, I think I told you guys about the the indignation from a an old acquaintance when we didn't have a flag on our car after nine eleven. I it was bonkers. There was really? some expectation. Yeah, it was strange. And he's like, "Where's your American flag on your car?" It's like, uh, what? <laughs> We did not choose to put one. Oh, you really should. If you were a real American, you would. I'm like, wow, that that's truly bizarre. So, it, yeah, people are freaking weird. It crosses over from being a patriot to being a nationalist. Yes, it does. Okay, 
Um, I, my only point on that was how many people, how, what percentage of the population do you think could tell you when, what the date was at Pearl Harbor? Like the exact date? Sure. Ooh. Exact date, or the, the, even the day of the year. That's 42? rough. Even I'm a little skeptical. I know it's 41, right? I thought it, it was 42. It is 41. December 6th? 7th. Very close. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. That was super close, though. It's almost 42. Well, shit, Ray. The date's not in the thing, like 9-11. <laughs> that right? is true. 9-11 will be a lot easier to remember. But well, if you listen to the yeah. Prodigal Sons, you will know that 9-11 happened on 9-10. So. <laughs> well, 9-11 what year? Oh, one. Okay. Just checking. <laughs> but yes, I would I would say the percentage is much smaller than Karen Karen's speculating. But as you know, it's proportional to uh, her faith in humanity versus mine. <laughs> it's much smaller. I would say that there are probably... 18% of Americans who could tell you December 7th, 1941, a day that will live in infamy and know, like, you know, where to go from there. Right. And that's probably because they own the History Channel's, you know, documentary <laughs> right. of... Well, I think there's a couple of... There's um, kids that are currently studying that chapter in their history books. Sure. <laughs> there are the ones that are old enough to remember. Right. Which they're, they're few and far between nowadays. And there are history buffs and people that right. watch the History Channel. I think the people you've listed make up 18 or fewer percent of the American population. Sure. And then we have the nutcase, you know, grief hawks in there. (laughs) Where they have a whole list on their calendar just waiting like, I can't wait. Uh, (laughs) Pearl Harbor Day's coming up. I'm going to put my Facebook post up. Yep. Then they go, oh, shit, man. We got to turn our clocks back this weekend. I got to let everybody know about that, too. (laughs) (laughs) But they're just being helpful. What? I don't know. When when someone says, hey, you know, it's uh, Daylight Saving Times this weekend, is your first response go, I must let everybody know that I run into because, <laughs> God forbid, somebody wake up an hour early. My reaction well, is usually, again? <laughs> oh, well, forget. When, it's, when it happens in the fall, I'm like, great! <laughs> Get an extra hour of sleep. <laughs> yeah, in the spring, I want to kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> but not just because of Daylight Savings. I want to move on to some uh, follow-ups. There's an article on the Daily Beast. Uh, Again, this is on the far left side of uh, news sites. However, this is a pretty factual article. It uh, it talks about all the different states that are doing things against the Catholic clergy, sexual abuse scandals, different states that have filed, that are issuing subpoenas, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, There are 10 states that are actively doing things and many other states that it talks about that are looking into it. So good way to go, Pennsylvania. You (laughs) got people off their ass. On board? Yeah. 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 About damn time. Um, I'm not going to go through in the details, but uh, it's there in the article if you want to take a look. I now, sorry, this is mm. because it happens in so many states, and the numbers are just appalling. staggering yeah. and appalling. I, it gives me just the littlest insight to the power of religion. Could, could you imagine if it were any? other organization and that organization lasting after something like this. If I told you that I discovered 300 members of the Lions Club were (laughs) raping children, the Lions Club would be finished in the United States at the very, at the very worst. This won't even make a fucking dent in that fucking horrible organization. Well, I think we learned that after we told that you were telling the story about the sheriff that knew about it. 
right? And was just like, nope, I'm just gonna willfully ignore this. I, My I hope agree. is that it does make that dent. It will make the smallest of dents and not nearly a big enough dent. But uh, to Ian's point, yeah, there is no other organization that could survive this other <laughs> right. than a religious religious organization. Mm, I don't know mm. what you got enough money. I mean, I mean, I know Ian loves football, but aren't they destroying humans' brains constantly? They are, but they are consensual adults, right. and they're being offset by tons of money, yes. which I'm very in favor of. Like the new these new salaries that people are getting, you know, that are in the you know hundred million, hundred twenty million, hundred forty million. I'm like, fine with me. Better to go to those guys than it than it than I see that money go into the owners. These poor guys are going to get CTE and be dead by fifty five. At least they get to live those fifty five years as millionaires. Mm. I like, I only so, bring that up because I remember when. The uh, UFC first came out <laughs> when it first came out when it was the Wild West when it was le- when it was legal in like Denver yeah and that was it and it was yeah. like a kung fu guy <laughs> versus a wrestler no mm-hmm. gloves right or maybe there were gloves right. I don't remember but yeah to fight you had to fight three if to win you had to win three matches in one evening yeah mm-hmm. and it was like oh. pretty bad and and it got shaved it was brutal yeah and then, what was it the, the no eye gouging that was like the only rule or something. Uh, at first, yeah, there was like no crotch punches and no eye gouging were like the that first two rules. And like every year they would have to add a couple more because they'd be like, someone would join and they'd be like, oh, this guy, no fish hooking, please. <laughs> <laughs> now, if they had NFL money, oh my God, I'd be the biggest UFC fan right now. <laughs> right. I mean, but, but again, that's how they ended up with what is turning into, you know, no, I mean, not NFL money, but getting closer to like boxing money. They had to add weight classes and divisions and make it competitive because, you know, after, after the, the first six and the spectacle of watching <laughs> these human cockfights wore off, people were like, nah. Seems yeah, but to me now it's boring. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh, see, yeah, then I was like, that's why, you know, Zufa Productions and Dana White offered them like $10 for their company. And they're like, yes, that's a great deal. And now they're making billions. But yeah, you're right. I mean, at, at first it was it was definitely. But I mean, they would have to have such an amount of money. And I feel like the crimes that Catholic Church is committing are like so uh, unbelievably egregious. Yeah. That, and that, and that they're getting away with still. I don't know. I mean, are all these now that we've you know, launch these investigations. Are these priests, are they going to prison? Are they, are they suffering any consequence? Uh, there's individual cases here and there, but by and large, no. I did think of another, quote, kind of organization that has done something quite egregious. Ooh. And that's uh, Bayer Pharmaceuticals. Mm. Oh, well, again. Wait, what those are not ch- Yeah, ba- Monsanto is Bayer. Bear is Monsanto. Oh, yeah. And they well, are... This, this is not the Monsanto evil. This is actually a, a, a hemophiliac medication evil. Oh. Oh. <laughs> so, I don't know when it was, back in the 90s some point, um, when uh, the hemophiliac medication got contaminated by AIDS, HIV, and instead of throwing away $4 million worth of AIDS medic- of uh, hemophiliac medication, they took it off of the North American and European market and sent it to Africa. There were tens of thousands of people infected in Africa with AIDS from this medication from Bayer. That's evil. That is evil, but opens up so many questions. Mm. Like, how does that happen? <laughs> they thought like, they could get away with it. No, I mean, how did, how did the contamination... 
the, uh, who the, accidentally spilled some AIDS <laughs> in the hemophiliac medicine was like, oops. Well, so well, we'll just not mention that. The the what happens is uh, hemophiliac medication is made from um, blood donations that are not used in emergency. If once they're not used in an emergency, they go into a giant vat of different kinds of blood and they pull out the factor that is in blood that makes your blood clot. So it's made in these giant batches. So once HIV got into the batch, it, they had these huge amounts of uh, product that was infected that was infectious. Right. So yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah, and they they definitely have enough money to survive. But I, I, I guess so. Yeah, I guess you would have to have Catholic Church money, which they do. Yes, yeah. Bear they has do. Catholic Church money. Well, they do. After thinking about it, I think I might retract my statement and agree because if it came out that uh, higher ups at Walmart stores, like the upper management, were getting together and molesting children. And then Walmart was finding out about it and then just moving them to different stores around the country. And it was just mm. going on at, like, every Walmart. Like, I don't know how many Walmarts there are in Pennsylvania, but there's got to be 50 or more. Oh, way, oh yeah. More than that, oh, way that. So it was yeah. 300, maybe? Sure. All right. I No, three, well, either way, right? And just you just <laughs> found that out in one state that they were moving them around. I Walmart would take such a fucking hit. Like, there would be boycotts, so I retract my statement. You're right. The Catholic Church is the only <laughs> ones that can get away with this shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you have to be up there. I don't, I, your Walmart scenario is a maybe. But again, yeah, because I'm thinking, of like, like the Boy Scouts. Like, they were almost mm. undone because they let, like, three gay guys be Scoutmasters. Like, that was enough to just topple them. <laughs> meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile <laughs> thousands of priests are raping tens of thousands of children on a regular basis. And everybody's like, well, what are you going to do? Well... <laughs> Think about it this way. What if Walmart found out one general manager at one store was molesting kids and they knew about it? And instead of firing him and bring up charges, they just kept moving one guy around the country. Like they could get away with that. What's that? They could get away with that. You think if that came out in the news that they were moving around a pedophile because they didn't want to just survive that? Yeah. You don't think people would boycott um, just on the one? Oh. Oh, so, they absolutely. People boycott things all the time. No, I mean Jesus, like a real they, boycott, not like I'm going to go burn my Nikes in my yard kind of boycott. <laughs> like like I, I'm, I'm going to boycott Target because they don't hate homos enough. Yeah, they boycott Target all the time. Yep. You can totally take a hit like that. Right, yeah. but that's something I'm talking. Would you shop at Walmart if you knew that? The, and I'm talking like the way <laughs> higher ups, like the CEOs were like, just keep right. moving this guy around. I don't right. shop there now. now. I was going to say, in <laughs> fairness, I don't shop there now. I haven't shopped there in about 10 years. Oh. I think it's well. Pretend I mean, you're me. The, actually, that's not true. <laughs> and I, yeah, I will retract that. I when I go on vacation and I don't know the area very well and I've forgotten something, I often get it at a Walmart. Mm. Sure, they're all laid out the same. You can find stuff, and you know what yeah. it's going to be. Right. Well, and, and, and like we said, there's like 300 of them at least in this state. I think every town in the continental United States has a Walmart in it. So I think 300 in. Pennsylvania alone is probably reasonable. There are two in our town, which is not that big. And, nope. and a Sam's Club. So we're yeah. saturated. Well, would you admit at least that if there was if that story came out about one that the CEOs were moving around, that they would take a hit? Oh yeah. A small yes, hit. Yes, they would. So if it was two, three, what if it was three hundred? <laughs> well, if it was yeah, as systemic as it is in the Catholic Church, no, they wouldn't survive. Correct. No way. Yeah. Yeah, there's no way that rollback pricing could allow them to survive <laughs> such, nice. such. Except for one fact, and that mm-hmm. is that in, in a lot of places, Walmart is the only place 
you can shop that and in the dollar store. Right, but think think that the uh, independently owned stores could make a comeback if that mm. were to occur. True, very true. Yeah, oh, Dollar General, that's a bummer too. Mm. <laughs> if that's the only place to shop in your town, you know your town is beyond hit the skids. Oh yeah. boy, when you walk into a Dollar General, you can just taste the fat salt just on every <laughs> fucking product. <laughs> I mean, it's, I know. it's convenient because I have one right next to my house and I can get cigarettes on the way home. But, oh, I hate going in there. <laughs> but there are, <laughs> there are some towns where it's the only thing. And so the yeah. only convenient place to get food is canned and bagged only. There's no vegetables. And they've driven out the local supermarket by undercutting everything that actually makes supermarkets money, which is right. the, the canned in, goods and stuff. In fairness, if Dollar General offered fresh meats and produce would you ever buy it uh they no. well they don't offer produce but they do sell meat in there really yeah i mean it's in a tube and if you're buying hamburger meat in a tube <laughs> i mean when i was having those really really bad panic attacks and like i just couldn't get very far that dollar general was like right down the street from me and i was going mm. in there to get food and shit and you, there is nothing healthy in that fucking store. Not a Dude. goddamn thing. <laughs> but for a lot of people, it's their only option. Dude, if I, if I was going to say, if I had known you were eating tube meat, I would come to visit more often. Oh, God, I'm so no. sorry. I, I wasn't that bad off. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, right. man. We've gone off the rails. <laughs> right. Sorry. <laughs> so I am going to move on, though. Uh, I wanted to bring this up. There's a A&E is bringing a documentary uh, next week. It's talking about the faith healers in Idaho. Hmm. There's a documentary about the faith healers in Idaho. I, I, I don't know how good it's going to be. It says it's going to tell both sides of the story. So uh, I just wanted to bring that up. We'll have to uh, take a look at that on the 24th on A&E. Both uh, sides of the story? Yeah, the one <laughs> yeah, side right? of the story is faith that we've misinterpreted. <laughs> That's it. Right, I was going to say, I feel like there's one side to the story. The, pl the placebo effect works sometimes. The end. Yeah. <laughs> Should be interesting. They claim to have both sides. That's a, you know, they're good people yeah, on both sides. Yeah, that's fine. Got to so. be fair and balanced. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I went to the doctor today, and when we were done, I, like, put my hand on his shoulder. I was like, you know, what the hell did we do before you guys were around? Like, die? Just died in mess. <laughs> yeah. I got, a good, a I got a good general practitioner. That's how I like it. <laughs> There's a reason why life expectancy was shorter. Doctors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would, I would really need them to show me something that actual medicine can't do that they could do for me to, you know, even start to get on board. Like, I would need to go to a faith healing session and see them regrow a limb. <laughs> if you can make God regrow an amputee's limb, I'd be like... Heck yes, I am on board for Jesus Christ now. Rip up your insurance card right there. Yeah. <laughs> I was 100% wrong my whole life. I apologize. I am going to repent. Please let me be part of your creepy cult. <laughs> All I have now is Deadpool in my head. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh. Regrowing limbs, regrowing, you know. Oh, so yeah. gross. Yeah. <laughs> Such a uh, the scene. other thing that I wanted to bring up, another thing that's coming out, Jared, I think you posted this, this to our Facebook group. Yes, this was thrown to me by Birth, Death, Movies. <laughs> or, uh, I'm sorry, Birth, Movies, Death. <laughs> yeah, wrong order. Movies need to come in the middle. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the movie, The Trump Prophecy, is a story of how a firefighter 
uh, had a dream about how Trump was going to be president and went out and tried to help make it happen. And how <laughs> Trump is the, I don't know, the calling of God. I I don't know. I, I barely made it through the trailer. So. Oh, I watched yeah, the whole trailer. I didn't fully understand it, though. So he's a firefighter, he, and he quits or he, or he leaves work because he's got PTSD. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And right. then during the 2016 elections, he's watching the news about Trump and gets a call from God to say, like, this is the guy. The pussy grabber is the one that uh, I'm rooting for. <laughs> And then what, he gets like this whole coalition together or something to to back it? I don't know. What the hell? Yeah, he gets a whole bunch of, of uh, fellow faithful individuals together to help back Trump. And uh, it's basically that God said Trump was going to be the president and how he took it seriously. And I, I don't know. But the good news is we can all go visit Ian and go see it at uh, whatever this theater is. I don't know. AMC there in uh, in Ian's hometown of Williamsport. We could, is it really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I should have known. Well, there's like, also one here in Wilkes-Barre that me and Joe from, uh, what's the podcast, Joe's on? Longbox Heroes. Longbox Heroes. We might go see it. <laughs> well, all right. Do me a favor, though. Go and buy a ticket for a different movie and then go see this movie. Don't give them money. <laughs> I have Please. a problem with that. All right. Yeah. Right. Now... <laughs> Now here's something, and again, maybe maybe Jared knows more about this because I don't do a ton of research into these style of movies. But um, does the left put out a proportional number no. of no. propaganda films? No, no. Like, do they have do they have their own version of Death of a Nation and uh, the Trump prophecy and no? The and one this where is, this is this, this is the argument I had with the two guys that I tore it up with. They insist. That Democrats and Republicans play by the same rules. And I said they absolutely do not. And when it comes to that, you just do not see shit like this. Like, no atheist is getting together and making a shit movie and getting uh, Fathom to put it on for two nights that's like, yeah, God doesn't exist. Well, I would, there, I have a couple counter arguments. Um, one is that Fahrenheit 9 11 is coming out soon, and they would call that the antithesis of this. The counterpoint oh, to this. so like so so Michael Moore is our Dinesh D'Souza. Yes, they would say that's that. Abs- I don't. But that's, I guess that's fair. That's a, yeah. And the other argument is that they would say that all of liberal Hollywood makes <laughs> movies that push the liberal agenda, and this mm. is just the, their only little tiny little counterpoint. Except that's not true in any way. Every oh, time I, know that. <laughs> I ever see somebody proclaim themselves an atheist in a movie, that one of two things: either it's so that they can reform, or that uh, to to show you what a nihilistic group of assholes atheists are. Well, I don't know of any movie that portrays an atheist in in uh, any other way. I could be re- wrong, but but remember though, the the liberal Hollywood makes LGBT lifestyle seem. Normal and the the right would not agree with that assessment. <laughs> so to them, that's propaganda. Yes, to have gay kids on Glee, which I've never watched by the way, yeah. is propaganda. Yes, haven't you? I suppose that is that is true. <laughs> they would consider that propaganda. Yeah, they would. Okay, Boy. I'm just curious because I, I see, and I'm not surprised that it's here now that I have time to think of it because all those other movies have been through here. <laughs> The one where uh, I don't even remember what it's called, but it says something about Obama's America and how it was going to be. I I don't know. I just know my boss has a bobblehead statue from that film. Hmm. 
here in the office, and I look at it frequently, and I go, <laughs> that's awesome. I guess the difference <laughs> is that Dinesh D'Souza's movies are so blatantly propaganda. Yeah. <laughs> sure. God, did you see the poster for that new one he's got coming out? What's that? The one where it's Trump and Lincoln's face, like, melded together. Oh, my God. And no, I, I, is this... <laughs> did, did Death of a Nation already come out? It, is that the one? Maybe that's what it is. I don't know. I know he's working on one or had just recently released one, you know, that was, again, it's just his usual propaganda stuff, but, that, you know, that it was a, yeah? That is Go the ahead. movie. You're talking about the same movie. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Death okay. of a Nation is the one with Lincoln and Trump in the phone right. cover. Right. I think it's a, an obvious callback to Birth of a Nation, where the heroic KKK member rescued innocent women from those dirty, dirty black union deserters. Mm. And that movie came uh, out uh, August 3rd, by the way. Death of a Nation. Okay. Yeah. That's good stuff. Yeah, I mean, yeah. if that's not so blatantly <laughs> propaganda. <laughs> now, would you would you put Michael Moore's movies in the same propaganda, not propaganda extremism? Yeah, generally, I think I would. Yeah, I agree. I agree with more of his movies, but they're still over the top. Mm. Well, they're sensationalized, but... Yeah. But again... Is he making shit up and, like, I mean, I always hear that, you know, like, oh, well, if you fact check Michael Moore movies, then, you know, they're always bullshit. And I'm always like, I don't know. Like, I, th- I think there's a, the, the, the fundamental truths are there. He just can't help by, you know, he can't help the hyperbole is the problem. He makes it bigger than it is. Yeah, I, I don't would, think I he changes. Yeah, he, I don't think he changes the facts. He just shouts. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. Agreed. You know, I mean, like, I watched that movie, Where to Invade Next. Was he making up shit about other countries and how much better they were than us? <laughs> no. I hadn't seen that. I generally, I find Michael Moore, I don't know. I'm not exactly sure what I would say. Tiring. I, annoying. Yeah, tiring. <laughs> That's, tiring is perfect. Yes. I, I agree with him on, on a lot of stuff, but yeah. I just, by after 15 minutes, I'm like, all right, shut up now. <laughs> I like his movies, but. Because I do find them informative sometimes in this net, but when it comes to the schmaltzy, here's the part where I'm going to make you cry, and mm. his voice changes. That's where I get annoyed with him because I'm like, this is so you know punching below the belt. Yeah, here what you're mm. doing, or you know, or when he ambushed what's his name, you will take that out of my cold dead hands, guy. Uh, Charlton Heston. Yeah, when he ambushed him for that interview, and I was like, I get what you're doing, but you know he didn't know what was going on and like you know you took advantage of an old man in a way so mm-hmm. i guess i i'm 75 percent on board with michael moore <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i feel like as he's gotten bigger and tech tried to tackle bigger issues i i've been less and less interested like back to in his roger and me days i was on board and then it you know then it was again like who to invade next and uh even bowling for columbine i was a little bit out i was like now you're like Again, you're not wrong. I'm not a pro gun guy, but you're you're wrong. <laughs> there's, there's no there's no need to screech from the mountaintop. Yeah, kinda. Mm. In some ways, it turns people away. Mm. All right, I uh, I'm going to move on to some international news. Uh, kind of international. It's our border, our northern border. So this was posted on the Facebook page. Uh, U.S. official. Uh, they are going to regard Canadian. Canadians crossing the border into the U.S., if they are marijuana users, workers, or investors, they risk getting a lifetime ban at the border. So <laughs> if you are Canadian and you are in with a perfectly legal uh, operation of making marijuana, 
because it's now completely legalized in Canada. If a border patrol agent stops you and smells what he thinks is pot, searches your vehicle, has any reason to suspect that you are supporting the industry, you can be banned from coming into the United States. I am absolutely 100% for this. (laughs) (laughs) Having been the other way around, banned going into Canada for a year, fuck you Canadians. Yes, I was once banned (laughs) from Canada for a year. What did you do? Did you steal maple syrup? No, I would. I couldn't even get over the border. I tried to take my girlfriend over there, who had a uh, a felony charge, yep, and uh, was still on probation. And they wouldn't let her through. And they said, "You two cannot come back here for a year. Please sign this document saying that you will not come back to Canada for a year." Huh? And I was like, "Great." So yeah, go ahead, ban. Let's ban some Canadians from coming over here. No, what about? I don't, I don't people think that's that, equates, but okay. No. <laughs> well, wait till it happens to you, Ray. <laughs> Can you say you've been banned that, from a country? <laughs> not that I'm aware of. What about people that work in the industry in Colorado or any of the other states where marijuana is legal? Goes to visit Canada and then tries to come back into the U.S. Uh, they have a U.S. passport that this doesn't apply to them. Uh, what about people that have U.S. birth certificates but are no longer considered citizens? Have you heard about this? Brown people. So, Ugh. yeah. People in uh, border t- towns in the United States who have birth certificates, mostly ones signed by um, midwives, are being told that they need to provide additional proof for their citizenship. Even though they've got driver's licenses, they've got, you know, they're already residents, everything's already done, they're being questioned. How can you be, mm. like, how can your thumb be this far from the pulse of America when you are the government? Like, it's blowing my mo- Stories like this blow my mind. I mean, other than this is probably just a, a, a petty move by Trump mm. to spit in the face of Canada because Trump is a elderly man-child. <laughs> I mean, like, to deny the mentry. Meanwhile... Coca-Cola is in current talks with Aurora Cannabis about making cannabis-infused Coke Mm. when it becomes legal. Like, this is – it's so close that companies like Corona and Coca-Cola are looking into the infused beverage market right now so that they can be, you know, right right on the cutting edge. And we're, you can't come into this country if you're doing something legal in your own country. Come on. Did you not hear Jeff Sessions talk about weed? No good person smokes weed. Yeah. Yeah. I feel these are just moves to, again, just keep the base happy. Yes. I mean, the the, here's the thing. The thing with it where they're trying to deport actual citizens with the with the skeptical birth certificates and all that shit. Mm. That has got to be Stephen Miller. Yes. Because that's too far in the weeds for Trump to get involved in that kind of shit. Yeah, I don't think that's coming from Trump. It's it, absolutely. I agree with that. And that comes from a straight fucking racist. Yeah. Yes. Which we know Stephen yeah. Miller is. It's just I, that is crazy that you hate a people that much. Yeah. Agreed. But again, like I said, they have got these people so scared mm. of brown people coming over here and taking over because apparently every other country is ruined by brown people. Mm. Even though there's no proof of that either. But 
And it, it's the same argument for the you know the illegal drugs from from Canada. It's the it's the the thing that makes the black man lazy is marijuana. So why would you want to legalize it? Colorado, well, there's not there's mostly white people up there, so we'll ignore that for the moment. <laughs> it, it, it is also partially based in racism. The federal laws against marijuana were linked to racism. Like cocaine was the, the the white man's drug, and marijuana was the black man's drug, and women. So there is a racial component to all of it and it's just yeah, a continuation absolutely. and the reason why crack cocaine is mm -hmm. has such a higher sentencing than cocaine right it's because it was predominantly in the black community so in any case i don't know are canadians upset by this i don't know why are they probably even trying not. to come here <laughs> right I think they're probably more confused than upset about <laughs> yeah, it <laughs> yeah yeah uh i'm gonna move on and hit some of the state news over in arizona Diane Douglas, who is a state superintendent, she has gotten a guy to go over the state's evolution standards in education. The guy, and I, this relates to my original story, the guy that she got, uh, young earther, he believes that the earth is 6,000 years old and the dinosaurs were present on Noah's Ark. Young uh, ones, because the big ones, the, the adults were too big. Yeah. Right, the adults are too big, <laughs> so you took the young ones, so no problem getting them on the Ark. Little baby T-Rexes? <laughs> yeah. This is the guy who uh, who is going to be going over the standards of teaching evolution in Arizona classes. Sigh. So that's fantastic. A big loss in West Virginia. The state legislation has decided to impeach the entire state Supreme Court. What? Every Everyone who's sitting on the court, the Supreme Court in West Virginia, has been impeached now. Uh, they are proceeding okay. with removing them all from the court so that they then can replace them entirely with conservative judges. And it's Impeach them based on what, though? Maladministration, corruption, incompetency, neglect of duty, and certain high crimes. It was a variety of different charges. That all of them participated in? No, no the, I think they all had, you know, some combination or different groups of, of charges against them, yeah. So there was one, uh, one of the members was retiring soon. She has announced her retirement soon after the impeachment decision. There was another one who I guess was charged with something. And I don't know if he was impeached or if he just resigned. But now they're like, yep, yeah, you were all involved in some different ways in the corruption in the state. And however, they are being completely clear that, yeah, now we can get some good conservative judges on mm -hmm. the Supreme Court. Now, the one good thing about the state Supreme Court, if there's any silver lining to this, is that replacements, they would only serve until 2020. So that's a little bit of good news. Really? I would say the only other silver lining is that if this is legitimate, then I feel like we're in the clear for impeachment. Like, if that's all it takes? <laughs> yeah, no shit. True. You should see a new administration tomorrow. <laughs> well, wait yeah, till after November. <laughs> Un okay. Unfortunately, what this means in West Virginia is you're talking about 2020. The abortion laws in the state are going to be just be destroyed Gone. by then. Yeah. So good luck, West Virginia. And there's no way of stopping. Yeah. Like, oh, like. Well, impeachment is the, the legislative can't just say you're impeached. They have to hold hearings and they need to, you know, actually vote on it. And it needs to get through both houses. So they're not impeached houses. yet. They have. They are impeached. Impeachment is the process. Right. Then you have. Then the next body will. Yeah. The impeachment was completely successful. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. I, just, I didn't know if they got step one done. <laughs> but impeachment just means that, that you need to now basically appear in court, and the court is the legis legislative body. 
And which who? But then who? Which court do they go to if the if all the judges on this court are the, the, the judges are the legislators, the senators, and the, you know the representatives. Oh God, within the state, right. which again, West Virginia, highly conservative. Yeah, having lived them. in West Virginia for six months, fuck that state. It's a fucking mess. <laughs> it really is. Saw that coming. <laughs> <laughs> I'm connected uh, to every story, right? <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, well, let's see about this one. Kavanaugh touched me too when I was 1980. <laughs> uh, a Texas board of education has voted to eliminate, to streamline history lessons, they have voted to eliminate certain figures in historical texts. A couple yes. of those figures, uh, Helen Keller and Hillary Clinton. <laughs> Not going to be in the history books if uh, if this board gets their way. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Helen, let me ask this question, and this might I might be wrong on this. Like, I understand why Helen Keller would be in any history book, but why is Hillary Clinton? Because she's the wife of a president. She's a first lady. Right. I know and you could, you know, you, but secretary like. Secretary of State. So they're just going to be like, Bill Clinton was our 43rd president? Something no, like that. 42nd? I don't know what president he was. And he had no wife? <laughs> or there's just going to be a blank spot where a picture of her would be? Right. I mean, wasn't she the first uh, female secretary of state? Ooh, I don't know that. Maybe. Uh, in that any case. Be. All right. I mean, yeah, I just was trying to see what, what historical thing that she had done. Yeah, I mean, she was the first Democratic nominee that was a woman. I understand that, but. Yeah. She has a place in the history books. I don't. Helen Keller is kind of an odd one to me. She's more of a, not a literary character but that's no more, not at all well i know because it's a true story but i don't i don't know but it, it was i don't know how historic it was it was more you know just a life story i don't know it just it, it that one i don't have an argument well, for. i i really think they were just making cut they were making cuts in the h section <laughs> so they just grabbed these two together yeah. and it, but they added keller mm. The point that I love is that they say that they're doing this to streamline the social studies curriculum, but then they added the heroism of the defenders of, Al of the Alamo, which had mm -hmm. been eliminated previously, <laughs> as well as Moses's influence in the writing of the founding documents. <sighs> Wait, what? Wait, run There's that by me again? They had, yeah, go, uh, they had previously removed a section about the founding documents of the country that referred to multiple Judeo-Christian values in the founding documents and Moses' influence on the writing of those documents. That they're putting <laughs> back in, but they're removing Hillary Clinton. By the way, it was uh, Madeleine Albright was the first woman secretary. Oh, of state. right. Forgot about that her. Was, I mean, that wasn't that long ago. It was in 97. So it was mm. while uh, Hillary was first lady. But yeah, this is this is crazy. These people. First are of all, how do you streamline history? <laughs> <laughs> well, I understand History's they only history. have so many days to teach, so you. you I guess, you, but you got to work. It really, is the time crunch that severe? <laughs> right. <laughs> Wait a second. They removed Hillary Clinton from a section on quote the contributors of significant political and social leaders in the United States, such as Andrew Carnegie, Thurgood Marshall, Billy Graham. And more. So they left <laughs> Billy Graham in and took out Hillary Clinton. Superstar mm. Billy Graham? I would assume so. The professional wrestler? Really? <laughs> no, no, no. Billy Graham. The <laughs> oh, that leader. guy. No one likes that guy. No, so wait a minute. How are they going to, when when they get their way and they rewrite their books and they talk about the great Benghazi trials, who were they trying in that? <laughs> <laughs> Some unnamed woman? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, why, why, why would we have a trial against the fur former first lady? That doesn't make any sense. Uh, yeah. Yep. 
What are they going to do when they show Hillary's America? Dinesh Zuz's previous grief. <laughs> <laughs> Who's this Hillary person they keep talking about? <laughs> I guess they're never going to show the miracle worker either. Yeah, right. Having lived in Texas for six months. <laughs> <laughs> never lived in Texas. No. Okay. Uh, meanwhile, over in Chicago, a Catholic church wanted to burn a pride flag on Sunday. Um, they were scheduled to have a prayer service September 29th, the Feast of Saints. If you're a Catholic, I think that means something. I don't know what that is. But they were going to have a mass, burn a pride flag and uh, with incense, and then recite biblical passages as it burned in front of the church. I don't know why I think this story is fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's such an... I, I don't know why anybody would have any opposition to this <laughs> act in the first place. Burning flags? Like that sounds... Yeah, go nuts. It's so stupid. <laughs> I know. Well, yeah, what is the point of it? So just, just... this flag apparently was hanging in this church uh, back in 1991 during the first mass. Uh, uh, so apparently the the uh, priest at the time who was in charge of the church, I don't have his name in front of me, but he was gay friendly. And he said that uh, anyone, uh, any homosexuals are free to come to the church. And apparently the current priest in charge of this church says that he is a victim of gay pedophilia. And that uh, he is completely against it. So he had he had the flag ripped down. Now, the flag is actually, it's a rainbow with a cross superimposed on it. The first thing I thought of when looking at that was the flood story and mm -hmm. the rainbow at the end. So I don't, uh, at the end of the story, when he promises not to kill everybody by flooding again. I, I didn't see that as a pride flag. It doesn't really strike me as a pride flag, but apparently that's what he said. Well, they said was. the flag was put up in 1991? Yes. When did, when did the LGBTQ adopt the, the rainbow flag thing? I thought that was fairly recent. That's a good question. Mm. I, I don't I don't really know. I don't know. In my world, 91's pretty recent, so I was like, that sounds good. <laughs> sorry, sorry, it's not. <laughs> they, what I love about this story is they just simply couldn't take the flag down. They're like, no, we're going to make a goddamn statement about this, and we're going to do it on a, on a special day. Well, even worse than that, it wasn't hanging. It's been put away for years and years and years. They found it recently and went, <gasps> abomination, we must yeah. burn this. So my favorite part of the story so far is where he felt the need to make distinctions. Mm. He's only opposed to gay pedophilia. <laughs> Regular <laughs> pedophilia? He's a Catholic. He loves that shit. <laughs> well, that was going to be my question when he said he was a victim of it. I was like, have you always been involved in the church? Is that where it happened? <laughs> and again, I'd like to reiterate my rant from last week. There is no such thing as gay pedophilia. There is pedophilia. Right. So that brings me to uh, other things and in the article first, uh, there's a second article that's linked on here. Some of the uh, parishioners actually just took the flag, cut it up, and burned it, even though they, they weren't allowed to as a church function. They did it in the parking lot in back of the church later. <laughs> so, what is wrong with these fucking people? <laughs> so they went ahead and did it anyway. But the one thing that I found in here was references to uh, the church militant and... If you take a look at church, actually, the second link is to churchmilitant.com. This is actually a thing. 
And it is a, I don't know, it's a group of Catholics, mostly Catholics, I think all Catholics, who are very militant in their mindset about the church's dogma. They are not recognized by the Catholic Church. Uh, they are, and they, well, according to another article, it says that they're not really supported by most Catholics. However, they are a group that is specifically very much anti LGBT. And if you look at their website, which I happen to take a look around a little bit, every reference to pedophilia blames it on the person being gay. It absolutely tries to make you think that pedophilia is done by people who are gay in the church and that it's it's demons causing them to have their homosexual desires that's causing the clerics within the church to attack children so all of the female victims were victimized by imaginary female priests <laughs> i yeah they don't I, that I, that's not really addressed but okay. often as they were talking about the things going on in the church, they reference it as gay pedophilia. Right. Well, when there's a huge hole in your argument, <laughs> you don't usually reference that. Right. So I'm not that surprised. I went straight to their shop section. <laughs> <laughs> and you can buy a book on there with a picture of Pope Frank on it called The Dictator Pope. Wow. There is all kinds of fun stuff on here. Contraception Li and persecution. Liberalism is a sin. <laughs> All right, then. Yeah. Faith militant. $100 for the basic training of apologetics. It's a multi-CD set to get you up to speed on how to argue. Oh, yeah. yeah. What I love about the burning in the parking lot, though, is like, what have you, what have you accomplished here? We already know what you feel. Right. Mm. It's not like there's a bunch of gay people standing around on their knees crying, please, no, not our flag. <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> Feeding their own anger? They, yeah, absolutely. They're yeah, I guess it's for them. It's not, amongst it's their not own. to get yeah. us. It's to get them all Correct. excited. Well, a little added uh, advertisement doesn't hurt. I mean, I'm looking at um, blood orange and bergamot nun soap now. <laughs> but I tell you, conservatives love burning shit. <laughs> nun soap. What? Is it soap made from nuns? <laughs> Specifically for nuns? Do their vows keep them from using conventional soap? No idea. Lavender field soap. I'm just going to leave now. Okay. Yeah, that's probably yeah. best. <laughs> Strong choice. Yeah. All right, let's hit on, uh, I want to hit on a couple of these people. A couple of white supremacists have come into light. A Republican, weird, uh, in North Carolina. <laughs> uh, he's going for the North Carolina General Assembly. He says that uh, God is a white supremacist and that Jews are descended from Satan. Oh, I heard about this guy a while ago. Yeah. He, oh, the uh, article's from June. Yeah, I must have heard about it back then. He's a Republican nominee for the North Carolina General Assembly. Yeah. Good job, North Carolina. Well done. I say, did they ever do a good job? Yeah, but did he actually make it? Like I said, this was back in June. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. He might not have made it to the general election. Well, the, I was going to say the primaries were before that, weren't they? Depends I, on the state. I had thought so, okay. but perhaps I was wrong. I did find it interesting, though. He wants the Confederate flag re returned to the courtrooms in the state. He says that sure. it is not a symbol of racism. And then in the very next breath, he referred to the civil rights icon, Martin Luther King, as Martin Luther Kuhn. Oh, he's <laughs> wow. a special guy. So that's not racism. <laughs> uh, 
So June 28th, racist anti-Semite wins North Carolina primary. G- yes! He did it! He <laughs> GOP, did it! <laughs> GOP withdraws support. <laughs> you know, it's funny when these Republicans and conservatives constantly like, why does everybody keep saying we're racist? Yet every <laughs> racist runs under their party banner. It might be all the racism. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you don't see many racists running under the Democrat banner. Over to national news. Michael Flynn showed up in my news feed. Uh, so apparently he is getting an award for his service yes. to America from a right-wing conspiracy theorist group. Nice. So it uh, there, there are people who are associated with QAnon who support the Pizzagate conspiracy the whole way he is getting an award michael flynn is getting an award for service america was this last friday or this coming friday i think it's this coming friday do you think he's gonna show up and accept it <laughs> i don't know i'm really curious about that well because i also know that Mueller is sentencing him soon like he's working on on flynn's sentencing i heard well, that today i th- i thought that they kept pushing that back they kept. I don't they, know. I heard the, the. It was a real quick blip. They're just like Mueller's working on his sentencing right now. That's all I heard. Hmm. God, I hope he shows up and gets the award. <laughs> well, it says that he is scheduled to accept it, so he's on the schedule. Now, yeah. whether or not he actually shows up is is a different issue. But and will receive the award following a speech series on why Trump is winning at the forty seventh annual Phyllis Schlafly's Gateway Eagle Council. There you go. That, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Schlafly, why can't we not affiliated? Not affiliated with the Soaring Eagles of Freedom. No. <laughs> no. Uh, so we're running a little bit long, but I wanted to hit on it real quick. The tax, uh, the the Trump tax law, the tax breaks that came out. Um, mm. There's been a information about that. He said he was going to repatriate four trillion dollars, closer to five trillion, because he can't help but exaggerate, uh, will be brought back into the country due to his tax changes. However, uh, we're looking at just over three and a half percent of his four trillion prediction. Looks like uh, 37 billion is coming back from his tax change uh, due to the companies bringing, bringing work back, bringing financing back to this country. So I'll give him credit. 37 billion. There you go. That'll do nothing compared to how you're screwing over your own citizens with the mm. tax cut. But uh, yeah, good job. Well, I, I like how the um, the talk now is that the tariffs won't won't be seen by uh, American citizens. I mean, it's, it's it's a small, it's a tiny drop in the bucket for the cost of your appliances to go up 25 percent. I don't know. I saw the whole list. Won't be seen by Americans. Does this include the $12 billion that he's giving to farmers to bail them out because he screwed them with the tariffs? Yeah, that sounds like socialism to me. It does sound like socialism, <laughs> Did they yeah. just get free money? <laughs> I don't know. The last thing I saw before we got on the air was the list of things that, that China was now going to be uh, tariffing. And it was like, they might as well just said everything instead right. of showing me the list. Yeah. Does it say made in China? There you go. Yep. Like, if it says China. made in China, expect it to cost more. Hmm. Yep. Like 10% more. Yeah. Some update on Kavanaugh real quick. So Kavanaugh was scheduled to have the vote on his nomination this Thursday as of three hours ago or so at this point. Uh, That has been postponed. There will be no vote this week. That is due to the accusations and the possible hearing next Monday. They scheduled a hearing, but 
Uh, and and well, the accusations from a professor who says that when they were 17, Kavanaugh uh, attacked her, tried to take her clothes off, put his hand over her mouth so she couldn't make noise. Uh, eventually, the other guy that was in the room like jumped on them both, and that allowed her to escape out of the room. So it's a rather strong accusation, mm-hmm. but uh, unfortunately, not you know not a whole lot of proof. The person, the other person who was in the room, says he doesn't remember it at all. Uh, Kavanaugh says it never happened. Now the only real, I mean, apart from her story, the fact that she told her therapist about it in 2012, mm-hmm. and uh, but that you know that was confidential, so she wasn't like telling it to to make a name for herself. She was just a therapist, and then the fact that she you know she really has nothing to gain. From coming forward, no. she has everything to lose. And she's received death threats. She's had to move, which is just astounding. I, yeah. to, to threaten someone's life because of something like this, I, it, it's hard to comprehend. But uh, then the, the most recent breaking news right before we, we started recording, uh, her attorney was on CNN and basically said, you expect her to go before a, a Senate hearing without any investigation whatsoever? Like, that's just... This she just came forward forty eight hours ago and her life is already upside down. Um, and basically, the lawyer said she's likely not going to go for the hearing. She's not going to be present, even if they say they're going to do an FBI investigation. That's can't be done. Yeah, yeah by it then. can't be done by then. So she's calling for you know investigation and um, basically, and I don't blame her. Why would you want to go in front of a, the group of senators, a bunch of old white guys who are just going to berate you? You know, ask her what you know. What what were you wearing that day that might have you know right. enticed him to attack you? Because it's a bunch of old white men. That's what they do. Well, the committee that would be asking her these questions is comprised. Of, uh, all the Republicans are males, and the Democrats are the only one that have females on their side. Right. So they were even worried that they're like, God, all our questions are going to be coming from men. But if she's not going to show, ugh, what do you do in this situation? But if I mean, think about the the horrible situation from her point of view. Yeah, I mean, she's she's not equipped to go. I mean, they were, it was going to be a televised hearing. Oh no, I agree. But That's they're horrific. just gonna, they're going to move forward with or without her. Yeah. I mean, there there is going to be a hearing on Monday, from what even, I understood. With, even without people a doubt. like Flake uh, has said that if she doesn't show, he's going to go ahead and vote for Kavanaugh. Oh, he's going to vote for Cap. This fantasy mm. where Murkowski and Flake and Collins are fucking on the fence about anything is such goddamn bullshit. I'm so tired of it. It's so phony. They are 100% on board with Kavanaugh and everything that the administration puts forward. That is nothing but bullshit, and I'm just so sick of it. I don't understand why Flake would be at all. He's already announced he's not running again. Like the yeah, other two, Corker. I at least see where they're coming from. Flake... I don't know why he isn't a no already. It if what he had said has any bearing to him, he should be a no. So yeah, I think except, you're right. It's complete bullshit. Except that he is still a Republican. He's probably still anti-choice. He's probably a you know he's a, he's a conservative Republican still. This guy still stands for the things that he wants for this country. He still wants this country to move backwards. He might have enormous distaste for Trump because he's a, maybe a good Christian instead of, you know, a hypocritical Christian, but he still wants the, the same stuff. John McCain voted for those tax cuts. Exactly. Yeah, he did. And he's the greatest American who ever walked on this <laughs> soil. <laughs> so I don't, yeah. So what happens if she, 
if she goes in front of this committee, it will be horrible for her and won't change a thing. So why would she want to do it? Because uh, it might actually force some people like uh, like Flake to vote no. But it or won't. McCaskey or or Susan Collins. I mean, I don't I mean, I kind of agree with Ian that, you know, we always pinning our hopes on them. But mm. if she know, had video of it happening, it wouldn't make a difference. Yeah, I don't know, I would just getting I, I, I mean, I, I know it would be horrible for her, but she they released her name. And I think she had something to do with that. She knew what she was getting into. She said so. She's like, the whole reason I want to stay anonymous is I wanted to avoid this shit. But right. Uh, but then what pe- so some reporters started showing up at her house. Somehow they found out who she was. Somebody leaked it. She did not want to be public. Right. She but then did- she eventually was like, yes, it's, well, you know. Yeah. The reporters are sniffing around her house. They figured it out. The word was going to come out. She had no option at that point. I would say if it, it listen, I know it would be horrible, but I say go and do it because just getting it out there and hearing it have, you know, describing the situation. I mean, you know, yes, you're going to get shit on. You're already getting shit on. Could it get any worse? Absolutely. Yeah. Have you seen the fake fucking Senate Judiciary Committees that they and these are like FBI and CIA people who are well versed in what's happening and they are well prepared. And these fucking jokes mm. The fucking Grassley and who's that fucking plumber from down south? <laughs> Trey Gowdy. Jesus, that piece of shit. Yeah, but she wouldn't, she be, wouldn't be going in front of the, the house. She wouldn't be going in front the of the Senate house. The Senate has the same shit yeah. bags. Well, they have their own shit bags, yes, but. <laughs> right. I mean, so you're so you're in the camp that she shouldn't go either? That's up to her. I. Whatever she can. I'm just saying, how could it be worse? And I'm giving you a scenario where it can be worse. Mm. Well, listen. I imagine after Anita Hill, she knows what it's gonna what, what it would be like. I mean, they already these guys are already saying like horrible things, like I think she's mixed up, mm. or she's making shit up, which makes no sense. Like, wh- why make this up? And she made it up in 2012 and told her therapist. Well, that was a plant. That was a plant. They've yeah. been planting this for for eight six years. <laughs> six years, just, just in, case. in case Kavanaugh got up there. Hey, yeah. fine. <laughs> but she seems like a reasonably smart woman. Mm. She knows what she's gonna get into if she goes in there. I hope her lawyer would prep her properly, but I, I feel like if she doesn't show, it's I don't know. It's I mean he's gonna he's go. I'm 99 percent sure he's going through anyway. But I feel if she shows right. it might give us a little better of a percentage that he won't. In my well, I, in my estimation, if it were me, my life's already turned upside down because of this. Fuck it. Why not? Why not go up there and just sit through it and you know fight back, argue back at every single one of, of the statements that are made. Let let people hear your your you know your story, and uh, I mean she's already receiving death threats and and you know looking at moving and having her life turned upside down. Nah, I I would definitely take the shot. I mean the it it all it sadly sadly so sadly comes down to a um a calculation on the part of the people that are up for re-election. If they go after her too hard and, you know, and make her look sympathetic, they can kiss their uh, re-election goodbye. Anybody that is moderate at all would then turn on them. And that is the calculation they're probably making, which is sad. I'm sure. I say in the current climate with the hashtag Me Too, get in there and duke it out with these boys. Yeah, but not everybody is equipped to get into that ring. That is not a comfortable place for most people. Sure, especially talking about that subject. Right. And she has to relive a, you know, a chapter in her life that she would rather forget. Yeah, something she had to talk to her therapist <sighs> about. I mean, exactly. Right. 
<laughs> I feel like if she didn't want to relive it, she could have sat on this indefinitely. Yeah. She clearly made it through therapy, and and as you know, because this is an important talking point from their side, an accusation from 32 years ago, because mm-hmm. I won't know what you're talking about unless you mention how old the accusation is. <laughs> I, I would like to see this, you know, I, I, I would like to see both sides see this through to the end, but I do understand the impact that it could potentially have on yeah. her. Like I said, my mine was my opinion based on if it were me. I mean, it's just, you know, things are screwed up anyway. <laughs> Could it be worse? Yeah, a little bit, but at the point where you're getting death threats, uh, I would say go for it. Yeah, fuck those old white guys. Go in there and <laughs> fuck too. them up. <laughs> uh, so I'll the, tell you, before, before, before you stop talking about this, the, the, the scariest part about this story to me is how, like, a guy like Brett Kavanaugh is just molded from an early age to get to where he is now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, that he goes to an all-boys school, a Georgetown prep school in Washington, and just lives that lifestyle all the way up. It's not like he was some local, small-town lawyer and worked his way up to be a judge, you know. And this and that's like, nope, you're just being groomed from an early age to be somewhere in this sphere. Yep. That's disturbing. I, and the fact that they, it was ton of 17-year-olds drinking until they passed out every weekend and watching their way across Virginia around the D.C. area. And that's okay, because boys will be boys. Well, I'm not going to fault any high schooler for drinking, but... <laughs> no, <laughs> but you if you're going to be that person, you then cannot be on the Supreme Court. That's my law. I just made it up. Whoa, Park, <laughs> let's, let's, let's pump the brakes here. And now, this is a very specific accusation that is now being opened up into... Some pretty absurdly broad conditions that I cannot get (laughs) on board for. All right, fine. If you shove someone into a dark room, have your friend pin them down while you muffle their voice and attempt to rip their clothes off, and underage drinking disqualifies you from purchasing... The the parallel you're drawing is so irresponsible. All right, no, I I didn't mean underage drinking in general. I mean the, the elitist... Entitled attitude these kids had. I was reading up a little bit about, and they they wrote stuff in their yearbook about um, the amount of partying that they did, and it was not. Ju- well, the friend was, wrote a whole book about it. Yeah, the friend wrote a, an entire book about the, the the lifestyle of the rich and entitled in this prep school, and it, it was it was not just the drinking, obviously, because plenty of kids drink in high school, and actually, I think for uh, for a lot of them, they were actually legal at the time because it was back when the drinking age was eighteen. But it was the the entitled way that the whole thing was approached, which might make me make you think that you could just hold down a girl and cover her mouth and start ripping her clothes off. Exactly, Maybe. you're entitled to do that. That brings me to my yeah, my, my greatest and oldest nemesis, affluenza kid. Mm. Direct line. Oh no, that's so many. Oh, and then did you see that they have that quote on camera from Kavanaugh back in 2015, where he's like, "Whatever happened that Georgetown Prep stayed at Georgetown Prep," and he's like, "It was probably good for a lot of us." Not helping him. Yeah. Not helping. Question is, who do you believe? I believe her. The person who has everything to lose, the person who <laughs> has nothing to lose. I mean, Kav- I, the person who has nothing to gain. Well, the fact that Kavanaugh has every reason to lie about it mm. and that this woman has no reason to lie. I about know. It. I love what people's defense is. Well, he emphatically denies it. I'm like, oh, well, okay. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and we have 65 people here. Saying that he's a great person. I'm like, so that's a list of 65 people he didn't try to rape? Okay. Right. If I murder somebody? 
<laughs> Can I just produce a list of people I didn't murder? <laughs> All right. The final thing that I have, I wanted to, I'd have to hit this. There's more? Stormy <laughs> Daniels. This will be quick, but Stormy Daniels' book. Uh, so yeah. apparently her memoir, full disclosure, apparently some copies got, you know, forwarded in advance. The Guardian was one of them that, uh, that apparently got a copy of it. And the, the main reason I bring it up is the a conversation that Karen and I had before we started recording. <laughs> How on earth is Trump going to refute this book? Because in this book, it gives way too far detail about Trump's cock. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> how how do you refute that? Is he going to, you know, just come out of, into the, the press briefing and be like, nope, she's wrong. Take a look. <laughs> he might. <laughs> he, right. If it were untrue. The best part about but this is, is hearing Jake Tapper having to describe our current president's <laughs> penis <laughs> from somebody else's wor- word. <laughs> And somehow Mario has gotten into the mess. <laughs> Mario Kart. There's a yes. uh, character named Toad who is a mushroom. And she described it as being like the highly toadstool. reminiscent of, of Toad. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> that is weird. <laughs> I'm, I'm so... fully expecting with the the emergency. He's, he's supposed to test. The emergency service, the FEMA, later this week. Although I guess that got postponed as well. But there was supposed to be... The emergency alert system? There was supposed to be a presidential emergency alert system where the president can send a message to every cell phone in the nation. And I think it's just going to be a dick pic to to quote-unquote prove she's wrong. Wow. But we'll instantly get photoshopped to look like Toad from Super Mario I think it'll just be at a different angle or something. And yeah. I wouldn't it's just put it so embarrassing him. that this is even a story. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Like, why are they talking about this? Like, okay. <laughs> because yeah. because she she could she wrote what she wrote, and what can he possibly say about it? How can he refute what she has written? Well, you just say she's oh, making it find up. A way. Be like she's lying. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it's simple. <laughs> uh, just what does she know? My dick looks just like Luigi. <laughs> I mean, it's not shocking me because I do remember during the baits, he referred to his penis. Yeah. There's no problem. About how big and it I was. And I almost fell yeah, out of my chair watching it in a bar <laughs> when he said it. And I'm like, did he just refer to the size of his dick? <laughs> yep. He did. That's a lot of electoral votes right yeah. there. <laughs> I'm like, well, he's got a big dick. I guess I got to vote for him. Yeah. You, yeah, I was going to say, you get like eight super delegates when you say that aloud. And a couple other guys are like, shit, I play Mario Kart. You know, I, I got to vote for him. It is just so ridiculous and so embarrassing and so horrific that I, I don't even know what to do with it. That should teach you to have sex with a porn star and then run for president. It won't, yeah. but it, it should. It should. All right. That is the last thing I have. Does anybody have anything else? Nay. No. All right. And I just wanted to end it on a laughing note. That's really all. <laughs> all right. I think that's all we've got for this week. If you enjoy the podcast, you can support it by... Sharing it on social media, leaving a review on iTunes, or, again, patreon.com slash profanearg. You could become a direct supporter. Uh, if you would like to contact us, you can do so on the Facebook page, facebook.com slash profanearg, or tweet us at profanearg. Also, check out other podcasts on the soon-to-be-named network, soon-to-be-namednetwork.com. You can get a list of all of them archived for your listening pleasure. 
I want to thank everyone for listening, and until next time, I'm Ray. I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. Thank you. Good night, and may your God go with you.